Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Ladies and gents, welcome back once again. All things covered. Patrick Peterson, Brian McFadden here. Big time episode for you guys because it's, it's, it's recapping a win. So Pat P feeling good. I'm feeling good. Steel Nation should be feeling good. It's time to tap into the big time bounce back game against the Tennessee, the, the Tennessee Titans on a short week. Uh, of course, an early look to week 10. Yes, the NFL season is moving extremely fast we're currently getting ready to be involved in week 10 for the pittsburgh steelers that game is, is against a storied franchise the green bay packers week 10 matchup again for the pittsburgh steelers but before we talk about the packers we got to talk about what just happened this past thursday night on a national stage pittsburgh taking care of their business against the tennessee titans stay tuned pat p steelers that. beat the tennessee titans 20 to 16 my prediction was 26-13, Steelers win. I wasn't that far off, right? I also mm-hmm. had a prediction of a 400-yard gain for our offense. They didn't gain 400 yards, but they gained 326. I think that was the most we've seen from the offense the entire season. So that's a plus, right? That is a plus. Uh, two stats I would like to point out before we get uh, your thoughts. All five wins so far this season have been comebacks, right? You're the only team ever to win, to have a winning record through seven games despite being outgained in each matchup. <laughs> hey, I don't know how that's possible. Mac, I tell you, crazy stats seem to follow me. Last year I was on the most comeback wins or one-score wins in the NFL. This year, what would you say, we're the only team with a winning record through seven games to be out seven games despite being out uh out game out, uh, out game all of them come from come back uh come back wins i just i don't know yeah, you say you yeah. got a rabbit foot yeah y'all like the iowa hawkeyes in the nfl like y'all find a way to win but it's ugly <laughs> you, you really ain't getting a lot of offensive production you know that's the, i don't know how y'all win it i don't know it's, it's weird i take it by the way Boys are ugly. Find a way, just what? keep fighting. Just yeah. keep and, fighting. And what, so what I'm hopeful for is to eventually see y'all put it all together. Like mm-hmm. if y'all winning ball games, not really putting all together, just winning. I mean, at some point in time, the entire arsenal should be rolling on the same on the same level. Because defensively, you know, I, you talk about having five wins and seven ball games. Um, the defense has played a, a big part to that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um. The defense has really done a phenomenal job. Once again, only allowing 16 points. You know what I mean? And there were some highs and some lows, but when it when it when you needed to make a play the most, you guys made plays. You know what I mean? Right. Against a, a pretty hot quarterback that was playing with a lot of confidence based on um his first start against uh uh, uh the Atlanta Falcons, right? So uh it, it's been an ugly hard watch, but you guys are currently above 500, two games. You're undefeated in the division, which is important. 
And I mean, if the playoffs were to end today, Pat P, y'all in the playoffs. Yeah. Y'all in the playoffs. So when you talk about, you know, having five wins all coming from comebacks, and of course we talked about being out game, what does those those two stats tell you about your team? Man, it just tells me that we we are are a resilient group. We are a resilient bunch of guys that no matter what the circumstances are, when the ball is rolled out, we want to give ourselves an opportunity to win the game. You know, you know, as a defense, our goal is to not to not allow offenses to put points as uh, you know, to score, meaning touchdowns. If they do drive the ball down there, we want to settle them for field goals or taking the ball away from them. Um, and I feel like we've been doing a good job of that, you know, as of late. We want to continue that going on throughout the rest of the, throughout the rest of the season. Cause like you talked about, <clears throat> at some point we're gonna to have to start, at some point we're gonna to have to put it together. And what great month it is to put it together in November. November. Separating yourself, starting to really define who you are as a football team. You know, so I think we're we're trending in the right direction. And I think guys are understanding, you know, what quality of play means uh you know to the team and, and just and just continue to fight to the end. You know, I I just really, really believe that coach put us in a really good position in the mindset of uh, of fighting each and every second that we're out there on the football field. Yeah, watching that ball game, you know, ebbs and flows of the game. Um, you know, I love how the offense came out. I mean, that, I think that was our first opening scoring drive in the entire season. You know, marching mm-hmm. down the length of the football field, 70-plus yard drive, four touchdown to Najee Harris. Uh, then things kind of became a bit stagnant. And then, of course, in the fourth quarter, you know, the offense uh, showed a post once again. Defensively, you guys did a real good job. Um, you know, penalties was an issue. Mike Tomlin clearly was – uh, uh, annoyed with all the penalties, but you guys did a good job. Joy Porter Jr. Joy mm-hmm. Porter Jr. had a, a pretty, a pretty, not a pretty good game, a real good game for a young fella going against a potential Hall of Fame wide receiver. Uh, mm-hmm. At one point in time, when you were w- wet behind the ears in the National Football League, you know, you had the same mentality where you wanted to go out and, and cover the best opposing wide receiver. Right. And, Joey came out at the end of the game in the locker room and let everyone know that he told Tom, Mike Tomlin, I want 10. You know what yeah. I mean? I want, I want, I want DeAndre Hopkins. Hearing that and knowing that at what point in time in your career for such a long time, you were that guy. You know, what, what were, did you did you hear him mention that to Mike Tomlin during the week? Or you didn't really find out about that until you guys got into the stadium on game day? Oh, well, you know, I'm always in tune with the game plan, with the coaches and you know, the different positions that I'm going to be in, what we're thinking about uh, secondary-wise, call-wise, matchup-wise. So I already knew, you know, Mm -hmm. what the matchup was going to be. And I was just extremely proud, you know, for him to have that opportunity because, like I told Joey, you know, in camp, in OTAs, like, this car is going to be yours soon. You know, they're going to give you the keys soon, you know, and when whenever you're ready to drive, you know what I mean, it's in your control. And you know when when and when I when I heard that you know he had that mentality that we're gonna put Joey on ten, I was like hell yeah, let's let's get it, you know, yeah, because that's he got to grow up at some point, you know what I mean. And if you want to be, if you want to set yourself apart from 
other guys, you look those matchup, you look those type of matchups in the eye. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's how you gain that household name. That's how you gain respect from your peers because you're running to the challenge, not from it. Yeah. You know, so when I when I, when I saw that we were gonna we was gonna give Joey that matchup, I was so excited for him throughout the week. You know, because I had an opportunity to have matchups against DeAndre Hopkins, uh, D Hop, Newt, as everybody call him, um, throughout my career, mm-hmm. and just give a little nuggets. You know that you know uh, of my experience. You know that you know how it was when I was going up against him. You know how. Uh, D Hop is a very physical receiver. He's going to hand fight all the way down the field. He's one of those guys that you know try to you know uh, you know that try to um, grab the, uh, the 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 the, dif- uh, the the defensive back shoulder pad, top of the shoulder pad, and try to get through his route. So just telling him that he got to be very stern and physical with his punches and his shoulders of being mm-hmm. square and things like that. So. Um, I was just very happy to see him go out there and put up the performance that he had and the, and the confidence that he, play, he yeah. had throughout the game. Um, that's just going to do nothing but help him throughout this season and also his career. Well, I had a personal request for you, to you, in regards to trash talking. I didn't really see you talk a lot of trash. I don't know if you got an opportunity. So did you? Yeah. And Did you? Yes or no? No, nah, I didn't really have a real opportunity to talk to talk trash this week. Well, why you had on sleeves? Because I wanted to protect my arms, man. For what? From I got a little boo boo on my elbow, man. You had a a, a a bruise. Yeah, a little boo boo, like a little. When did that happen? Because you had on last, sleeves last week against Jacksonville too. No, the week before. So on my on a, on my on my bye week, man, I got a little on on the beach. Uh, I don't like that answer, but okay, cool. Secondly, <laughs> the speed out. The speed out. The speed out. That's what's been a man, pick six. Man, yeah. Talk about the speed out. On the speed out, I was expecting the ball to be, honestly, thrown a little bit lower because speed outs are not typically thrown high like that. So when I got my eyes around, if Eric can pull up the tape, my eyes came down low. Because, as you know, being a defender, mm-hmm. a speed out is typically head level for the most part. Head level to stomach level. Not freaking out of the sky. I don't know if he was trying to throw it away because it was a duck, too. But anyway, I get my head around. I was like, oh, shoot. My, 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 my vision go high. My hand was already still kind of defending, trying to find out where he was. And then I saw the ball late and knocked it out. I don't like that excuse. I don't like it. That's not an excuse. Uh, it sounds like to me. It sounds like this excuse. I don't like tape. it. I don't like your explanation. I don't pull like it. Tape, pull up the tape. We're gonna pull you up don't the tape. I, you, the you, tape. Don't, you don't think I, I um I didn't want an interception? I you know what I thought. You know what I thought. I said, no. Oh, I he trying to show off. He tried no, to win. I, no, I really was no, I really was not trying to win that. I really wasn't. Okay, because you know you got that in your blood a little bit. You know, yeah, you yeah. No, I really wasn't. <laughs> if no back in the tape, I swatted it down because I okay. literally was expecting the ball to be eye to head level. So I was expecting to catch it like this here and go that way. So then okay. my, when my eyes went low and I saw it late at the last second out of my vision, that's when I ended up just swiping it down. I thought, I thought, I literally thought, 
I said, I already know Pat. He want to show off a little bit. You know, he want to show his his hands, his hands, uh, ball skills, and he want to one hand. That's no, that, was, like, that, that was not an attempt for a one hand interception. Okay, okay, all right. I take your word for it, but I but you know who you are. You know you you got that in you. Yeah, exactly. But no, that was not an attempt. That was not an attempt right. for a win. So the one for the Cardinals last year. Now that was a one handed attempt. I know you were trying to show off. Yeah, that was a one handed attempt. That's why. That's what. That's the first thing I thought about when I saw that play. <laughs> I said Arizona. He had a for show book, but he wanted to try to stun on him. Yeah, and dropped it. And then nah. I said, you know what he was probably trying to do? He was probably trying to get old highlight, catch it. Because if you would have caught it, you probably would have scored. Yeah, I would have. But if you, if you go back and look at it, I don't know if he was throwing the ball away or whatever, but that it was a bad ball. What he happened was, was he saw you at the last moment when he was about to let it go. Okay. Because you was right. Like, he, you were, he didn't anticipate you being right there where you was. Because if he threw it where it was supposed to go, it would have been a for sure pick. So that's what I'm saying. So Mac, tell he me where, it based on where you were. Where out where out route speed out supposed to be thrown. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right I then. I just thought you were trying to show off. Because that's you know, no, do that. Y'all, no, I was y'all not trying to show off. You know, you from pumping those, so y'all boys from pumping those like try to show off sometimes, you know. No, I was not trying to show off, man. Okay, okay. As I mentioned, Pat P, we didn't break the 400 yard mark offensively, but we did break <clears> the, the the touchdown strike. For Deontay, Deontay mm-hmm. Johnson, who had a he had a huge game, by the way, man. Uh, he had 119 receptions without, without a touchdown, the second longest in the NFL. Get this, mm-hmm. the last quarterback to throw him a touchdown was Big Ben. Damn. <laughs> Big Ben was the last quarterback to throw Deontay a touchdown. And Big Ben has basically been retired almost two years now, a year and a half. That's the second longest. Damn. Yeah, second longest streak, not uh, second longest in NFL history, not just active. That's in the entire history of the game Man. to have 119 receptions without a touchdown. But well, I'm, seeing I'm him, having my boy got in the box this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's been since being part, being back from his injury. Man, he's been a a, a huge part to the offense. Yeah. And talk about what he means to the offense. You know, you are, you know, we we know who we have, what we have in George Pickens uh, when he's getting opportunities. But having Deontay back, what does that mean for the offense? Man, that means a lot for us because, as you talked about, as since he's been back, I feel like the offense has opened up a little bit more. Yeah, um, you know, on those waiting downs, on third downs, uh, getting GP um, a little bit more. Seeing, I, I believe now with DJ being activated, now that's going to be able to open up GP from double coverage now. So now mm-hmm. get him more involved into the game plan and, and, and into the game as well. Um, but I'm just happy to see DJ get into the box. You can just tell he was so excited to finally get back in the box over how how, how long you said? 119 receptions without a touchdown. 119 receptions without a touchdown. Yeah, that's, that's not nice. just, you know, it was good to see DJ get in the box. And it's going to be good to, for the team, you know, moving forward, because like I like we talked about early on in the show, November football, man, that's this is when, when you want to start continuing to trend in that right direction and start to separate yourselves from the, from your opponents. So I think, I think with DJ being activated and doing the things that he's doing, it's just making our offense that much more, uh, much more open for plays to be made. And also too, our offense, the the rushing game, the running attack was, was huge. Offensive lineman did a great job to talk about, 
Uh, seeing Najee Harris get into the end zone, he had a lot of Roderick, a lot of positive. Roderick got to start to the uh, at Thursday. the right tackle. Yeah. I one thing I like about Broderick, Pat, you know, I'm very high on uniforms. How you look in uniform? Yeah. Broderick got the pacifier mouthpiece hanging down like a skilled guy. You know, he got the the, the black spat with the tights coming up, showing a little piece of his calf muscle. His yeah. pants is cut like a DB because he got all his. <laughs> he got the black wrist pad on his on his wrist as well. So when I see him out there looking like that, I say, look like he ready to put in some work. Yeah. And, you know, he he was drafted to be a left tackle. Um, but he mentioned, you know, that Mike T said, man, we want to see you rep the right side. He asked, he said, yeah, I ain't asked no questions. When Mike Tomlin asked you to do something, you do it. You know, it's right. for the greater good of the, of the team. And he played he played some real good football. Our draft class, I've really been. Happy Very with pleased class. and happy with, no doubt about it. Yeah, Herbig, you know, when op, with the opportunities, he's making the most of. JPP is becoming a, a number one guy, right? Yep. Roderick clearly has a skill set. He's taking advantage of the opportunities, man. So you talk about the top three guys, man, and those are. I, oh, I'm sorry, Keanu Benton. Oh man, yes. I, I can't forget about him. Yeah, you know, he's been balling too. So the draft class is really these young fellas are jumping in this fire. And they're not blinking in the words of mm-hmm. Mike Thomas. So Omar has done a great job, man. And that's something that, you know, in regards to the future, you know, the future is bright with this young draft class doing what they've doing in a half of, of a season, to say the least, man. So I, I like what I'm seeing. Like I was saying, the running game has done real good. Jalen Warren, a little Mike Wave, that's what I call him. He heats up quick. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and Kenny Pickett has some good, some, some good moments. Uh, I just need to see that more. I need to see that consistency from Kenny. Because there was a few passes that, Makeable throws that he just kind of airmailed a little bit. I wasn't really on, on on point with his pass catchers. And you know, one of the, the favorite Mike Tomlinisms that I like is make routine plays routinely. Yeah. That's what everybody got to do. You, when you start making those routine plays routinely, man, you're going to be in good position, man. So everything came together. You got to win. You're back in the winning column, you know, outside of laying the egg against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You guys didn't lay eggs. You went and found some, and you cracked them, and you put them in a frying pan, and you made eggs, which is a difficult analogy for me because you don't like eggs. I don't know how I got there, but you don't like eggs. Nope. Hey, did you see the uh, the, the poll on the bologna sandwich? Yeah, what's, what's your point? Nobody eats that, bro. Yeah, yeah it is. It was, Eric, can we get a, can we get a quick quick update? Because I don't want to do a recount like, like the voting. <laughs> but can we do, because the last time I checked, it was like 50-50 or something like that. It no, wasn't was it? really a, I, a big difference. I sent it to you. It was 85-something. It changed. Oh. You hadn't checked the updated. You hadn't checked the updated poll. I think I Pat won this just like IHOP Cracker Barrel. I think Pat what? came out the, the winner in this one. No. Thank you. You didn't check the, re- the recount. Thank Eric. you, people. Mac, you owe it too, man. No, oh, wait a minute. Two. Hold on. It's not finalized yet. Man, it's finalized. People had negative things that to say about you, and you don't like bologna, and you have never eaten bologna. You don't. You never eaten bologna as a kid. No, no, no. I had bologna as a kid. I don't <laughs> like bologna. I had it. I tried it. It was disgusting. It's, it don't have no taste. You eating? That's like eating a hot dog. You don't like hot dogs? I beef hot dogs. Oh. So you you like beef hot dogs? Yeah, I mean, if I if I eat a hot dog, I'm not like a fan. That's not like a go to. Like if my kids want hot dogs because my my daughters like them, I might yeah. I might snag one. 
I but I ain't eating no macaroni sandwich. I tell you that. Grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. Oh, yeah. 73% no, 27% yes. So well, thank you. Thank I don't you. know if it ever got close to 50-50. No. Nobody don't eat that, man. Nobody don't even know what bologna is. Man, that can be... It's a combination. Stuff. It's a combination. Origins, uh, all type of stuff. Man, don't even, man, come on, man. Come on, man. All right. But you're not eating, you're not liking eggs all the, all the way weird. Nah, because I had a bad experience, man, as a kid. That's why I don't like, that's why I don't like eggs. What happened? When I was five years old, man, my grandpa, he used to eat the eggs. I don't even know how, what you call sunny side. Like when it, when it's white on the outside and it'd it be cracking it, it's uh, still yolk in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So as a kid, I want to be like my grandpa. I'm like, yeah, I want grandma to cook my eggs like grandpa. Scarred me, Mac. You didn't like that yolk? No, bro. I had the worst stomach. I still remember this. Bro, I was five years old when this happened. I had the worst stomach virus. Oh, you got ever. sick? Yes, I got sick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah that makes sense. You're you not all. I thought you were super weird, by the way. But no, you, man. You, so you I still got sick, weird, bro. But you ain't all the way weird. Yeah, you guys, my mom, man, I got, bro, I was sick. I was down bad. I couldn't put nothing in my system, bro. And I, like I said, I still remember this since I was five. This happened when I was five years old. So okay. I was like, from now no eggs. <laughs> well, you can ask my wife. If we get, little, if we go to, uh, if we get shrimp fried rice, no eggs. So no you don't eggs. eat eggs or nothing? Mm -mm. Cobb salad, none of that. No eggs. Yeah, no eggs. No eggs. So what you eat for breakfast? I don't really eat breakfast, but I like grits, bacon. I they call me a carnivore. I eat uh, grits, bacon, and uh, some uh, hash brown. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right. Hey, you, yes, sir. Your your weird eating habits is, is weird for you. Whatever floats your boat, you go hey, ahead and man, keep float. float my boat, my guy. But I'm going to take. Can you please, when the season's over, I'm going to take you to Wapas. Now you now you push it, man. And we're gonna record it. Man, you must record you gotta tell them people they must clean their establishment before we get there, man. I'm gonna take you to the Waffle House, man. We're gonna All record right. it. We're gonna invite people to come watch us eat, and we're gonna do a survey. What I said. You need to I hear you what you're saying. I heard you. Whatever, whatever establishment we're going to, you better it's, inform them people. Everything I'm gonna be, be like that guy. I'm gonna be like the guy in uh, who that guy who Atlanta hating right now for all the uh, restaurants. Oh, restaurant. oh, yeah, the restaurant reviews. Yeah. I forgot his name. Keith Lee. Yeah, he, got a, he got a bad little rep right now. It ain't real good for it right now. Fat feet. Bad little rep. <laughs> we're gonna figure this out. We're gonna get Eric to come down and we're gonna we're gonna dock. We're gonna we're gonna record everything. The experience. Light waffle. You don't get no eggs because you don't want no eggs. So you can get you some grilled no, chicken, some bacon. Uh, some potatoes, uh, hash browns smothered and covered. Mm. Right? I do remember this though, Matt. When I when you did take me to Waffle House, um, you know, when I was in high school, when I used to train out with you, you used to get the All American, right? All Star, All Star. It was a, like it was, it was this little. I can't remember what it was, but it was on like this Texas dough bread. It had steak and cheese. Yeah, it was a sandwich. So Texas what is that? cheese steak melt. So yeah, that's that's what I got when I did go with you. Yeah, I you got that, that sandwich. You ate that sandwich, boy. Like that was your your, your first and last meal. 
Hey, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> like that hey, stop it. That Texas stop cheese steak milk. <laughs> I don't know why stop you it. like that, but you you forgot where you came from. That was no, our man. That was, that was my only time. That was my only time eating it. And when I went into that establishment and I saw them people not cleaning their hands, man, and I don't remember the waffle maker still got the old waffle maker. They clean it. They they cooking everything with the same spatula. Do you know eggs? You cannot cook eggs with the same spat. You can't cook spatula. Uh, your eggs with the same spatula that you're gonna cook your bacon with, man. That just you can't do that, man. Why not? Cause that's Matt, that's just almost like when you if you if you if, when you home, right? And you and you and you and you putting a raw steak on the grill, mm. are you going inside to, to wash off the um uh, the fork? It's not the same going? thing. It's not that the same is thing. the same thing. Dude, you're talking about bacon grease, egg debris. Egg grease, egg debris, that's bacteria. And not bacteria, I don't even know what you call it, but I know that ain't safe. Man, listen, that, that's healthy. part of the secret. That's an extra piece of season. No, man, that ain't healthy. You understand. You're not supposed to be doing that, man. That's not what when you When I went to culinary art school, you're supposed to clean the... Oh, your, 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 uh, uh, that's what you're going to hit us with? When you went, oh, okay. You got to clean your utensils. went to culinary school. I forgot. That's what he's going to hit us with. All right, it's cool. Yeah. That's, that's what we're going to hit us with. He went to culinary school, so... Okay. Clean your utensils. Follow the rules. Hey, before we, let, before we go to break, the, the, the recap... I mean, to preview the, the Packer game real quick, Pat P. Two things I want to talk to you about. The tackle in the fourth quarter, big time feel by you, right? And your overall thoughts on Will Levis. Uh, Will you remember, you remember the play? You was to the nub side tight end. They yeah, ran I the yeah, I remember the play. Yeah, it was a speed. Spears in the fourth yeah. quarter. Fourth quarter. Yep. Yep, uh, I remember the play. That was the last drive. Uh, the before. last drive, yep. Yeah, yep. that was the last drive. Um, like you said, nut tight end. Um, I don't know if he checked it to a run, but just something told me that yeah, I think they're going to try to run this, run the ball mm -hmm. here. And I ended up getting down closer alignment. And uh, when the gap opened, um, because Alex was had outside leverage on the tight end, so he ended up uh, the tight end ended up blocking Alex out, and the hole ended up opening it up. And I had a clear view of the uh, of the quarterback and the running back. I was like, "Oh man, I know it ain't RPO because we ain't got no receiver to my side." So he because yep. he's looking right at me. So I was like, "I gotta shoot my gap." Shot the gap, and then he ended up handing him off the ball, and I made a key tackle um, for us. But ultimately, the fourth down, we ended up getting a uh, what it was holding or something holding. like that. Yeah, bad holding though. Hey, yeah, to, 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 hey, you felt better. You felt you felt better. Knowing that you had to feel to make that tackle against someone who wasn't Derrick Henry, huh? Oh man, hey Matt. You, well, you know, as a defender, when you in that moment, you know, honestly, I didn't even like I I understood that you know that I had to make a play, but I I wasn't even factoring in who was a running back because it was the fourth quarter and the play needed to be made no matter who mm. it was. You know what I mean? That so, was third down. That was third down. Yeah, that was third down. So if it was Derrick Henry, he was going to have to run me over. I was going to slow him down, be a speed bump, do something to, <laughs> <laughs> to have the other guys corral and tackle him. God dog it. <laughs> hey, man, it'll be like how Jalen Warren did one of the defenders, man. He he ran him over and kept going. He didn't. He wasn't even a speed bump. Yeah, man. Just as long as I try to get him down and, and the wealth blow that whistle to make yeah. that ball dead. 
And uh, what are your thoughts on Will Levis, man? I, I was a little surprised with Will Levis. He, he looked pretty good. You know, I did. I felt like I didn't know what to expect because what he did against Atlanta was like surprising to everybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The four touchdowns, the big plays. Uh, we know we we all we all knew about the arm strength, but the most important thing that I like from Will Levis outside of the arm strength is the emotion that he plays with, the energy, the juice. You know, you got yeah. a chance to see him up close and personal uh, against your defense on the road, man. It wasn't like he he was blanking. He actually played pretty good football. What are your thoughts about the young fella, Will Levis? Yeah, I feel like Will is going to be um, one of those households name household name one day. Um, really? But yeah, I, I feel like he has the talent. I feel like he has the arm talent, the arm strength. Yeah, um, he has the charisma. Um, I feel like that you need as a quarterback. You know, I you know not in his locker room and obviously in his huddle. Yeah, you can just tell that the team, you know, follows follows him. You can just you can just tell that you know the team is going to go as will go you know so I I feel like he's really surrounded by some awesome incredible talent with Derrick Henry DeAndre Hopkins uh, with a defense um, that can be stout um, at times um, and also with the personality uh, of the head coach and uh, and Mike Babel. So what's more important for you, Pat P? What do you think is more important for quarterback to have? Elite arm strength or elite accuracy? Um, it depends on how your offense is structured. In my opinion, if you if you have a West Coast offense, I, I feel like you need an accurate quarterback. Huh. If you have if you have a, a a running gun, you you know you want to push the ball down the field. You need a quarterback that has a strong arm, but. If it was me, if I was building a team and I'm a GM, I want to act. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I, I I like that too as well. Give me give me accuracy over arm strength and power. Yeah. Some of the best quarterbacks that we've seen play, either in person or just as a fan, most of those great quarterbacks are more accurate than more accurate passers than power passes power mm-hmm. throwers you know what i mean so i'm right there with the accuracy is something you know as defenders man i don't want you to be 100 percent accurate like, <laughs> right when you when you're great at throwing that football the ball location and placement like that that's harder for us to defend now yeah. if i know you got a strong arm i already know what you want to do yeah exactly <laughs> you talking about being on the opposite hash hitting a deep out on point in stride yeah those are those are tough things, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I think Will Levis has a bright future. Oh, you know how it is. It's about being consistent. You know, stacking consistent performances on top of performances. So tell me this: What you got? I got a question for you. How would you? How would you say, or how would you, I guess, grade a Josh Allen's arm? Is it more accuracy or strength? Strength. Josh Allen is, is is more strength. I'm not saying that he's not accurate. I'm not saying that. But he is more strength than accuracy. He has accuracy. I agree. His best skill set is Attribute his arm is strength. Arm strength. So yeah. I, I put I put Will in that same category. With Josh Allen? Far as his arm strength. Strength, yeah. And his in his in his I don't know what his measurements are, but being on the field with him, it looks like his his measurements. He's about what, 6'2? Yeah, how, how, how tall is Josh? Josh about six four. You know he an avatar playing quarterback. Yeah, so Josh a little bit taller. Yeah, but it re- like his 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 physique 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll hit buys and tries. Of, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of, of he, he out there on uh, 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 out there. What? What? What's Muscle Beach out there in L.A.? What they call? It? What they call it? Mal uh, Malibu. No, what's the, where they work out outside? Oh, eleven six four two twenty nine. Hello. I thought he looked like Josh Allen out there. Muscle Beach, <laughs> Venice. That's what. That's what Will Levis. Will Levis hitting them buys and tries. I didn't know he was six four. I thought he looked like Josh Allen out there. You did say, so Josh about six five. So they're similar. That's a that's a good player comp. I thought Will Levis about six one, six two. I was all the way Man, off. He's six four, two twenty nine at the combine. He and he looked like put a big, yeah, he like a big boy out there now. I mean, I thought, yeah, I, I thought so. Yeah. Okay. High praise coming from our Pat P with about the young fellow Will Levis. Uh unfortunately, you guys did enough to keep the young rookie quarterback over as a road starter in the National Football League. Before we let you go, we got to get ready for this Green Bay Packer re preview. That's the next ball game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is that home or away? Home, baby. Oh, that's alumni weekend also. Yeah, I got three home games in a row. You coming this week or what? No, nah, I ain't going to be able to come. Why not? You're alumni. I am, but I was just there in Jacksonville. And so? I, I, I'm going. I'm, I'm planning on going to a uh, Florida State game. That sounds like a poor excuse, man. Did you send me my water? Come on, man. I just checked. <laughs> Let's see if I get, me another, I get, I get me another 48 case real quick. <laughs> Packers preview, third home game in a row for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pat P playing against the Green Bay Packers. Once upon a time, you was a part of that black and blue division in the NFC North. So do you still have some residual dislike for the Green Bay Packers? Do you still like <laughs> kind of hate them? Dislike? Um, you know, I never really had any real dislike, you know, towards the Packers. I don't have any real dislike towards any team. So, so you so like it was, uh, it was it was it was always a great matchup. We no, no, we're well. not gonna do that. I we didn't I, do no, very well. No. When we played in Lambeau. They always kicked us in the mouth when we went out there to Lambeau for sure. But I don't know. Like I, it wasn't like you know when I was in Arizona. I feel like. The 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks were like games, you know, I got up for. Or, you know, here I see obviously Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns, you gotta get yeah, up you, for. You're gonna see that for Cincinnati also. Exactly. So and when I was in when I was in um uh, Minnesota, it was it was kind of like that, but it wasn't like that. Like mm -hmm. you the fans obviously take the rivalry very serious. And things like that, but I, I didn't feel like it was the same coming from the team. You know what I mean? Because you know, like when it, when you play in a certain team, it comes from top down. Like, all right, boom, it's it's Raven Week, it's such and such week, or the intensity from everybody is a little bit different. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I just feel like in Minnesota, we just treated like another game, in my opinion. Mm. Well, so I don't know if I don't know if there's real hate you know, well, a dislike towards them. I never experienced it. So like I said, I don't I don't have a real dislike towards them. I need you to hate them this week. I need all y'all to hate them this week. I need y'all to treat the, the Green Bay Packers like they Cleveland, Baltimore, Cincinnati. That's it, point blank. I need you to hate them. I need you to dislike them. And at the end of the day, you can like them a little better when the game is over. But I need you to hate hey, them. I, I, hey, I tell you what, no, you ain't got to worry about that. Coach T going to put us in a great mindset to make sure that we're ready to go on Sunday evening 
at 1 p.m., my guy. Listen, <laughs> what has been one of the more memorable speeches or talks from Coach T in regards to getting y'all fired up? There's anything that might come to mind when, you know, he might give you guys a little speech maybe during the week or maybe that Saturday night before y'all go to bed? Is there is there like a speech um, that you like? I'll probably go with the most recent one um, just because I can just remember this one, you know, the most uh, the most recent one vividly. And just talking about how both teams were structured. What what game was that? Tennessee. Oh, ten- oh okay. Last week. Okay. Okay. What, what he's talking say? about how both teams were structured, you know, how both teams are built on uh, you know, trying to beat you up on a line of scrimmage. Um, you know, we're really relying on defense, you know, on turnovers. And I'll never forget, it was just like, I like bullying bullies. <laughs> That's what he and said. It resonated with everybody. It was like, okay, it's co- if coach on this, we all got to be on this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, like I said, I know coach is going to have a way or a saying or something to make sure that we're fired up and on the same page that he's on when it's time to kick that ball off. Man, I'm going to tell you this much. It, it, it's such a pleasure for us as players. You know, you currently playing for Coach T, and I used to play for him because there are a lot of things that fans don't get a chance to hear. And I remember this was probably 2010. We were getting ready to play against Atlanta. And that's when they had, you know, Matt Ryan still playing at a high level. You know, Roddy White, Julio. I think Julio and everybody was a part of that team. So leading up to that ball game, that was week one. Mike Tomlin was kind of giving us his synopsis about the offense, talking to the defense. He said, now, they got a, they got a prolific guy at the quarterback position in Matt Ryan. You guys know who he is. He said he's going to make plays. There, he's going to make plays. He believes in his arm strength. He believes in the guys that he's throwing the football to. So they're going to make plays. But there's going to come a time in this ball game, especially late in the ball game, where he is going to try to make a play, and we're going to give them certain looks for the entirety of the ball game. And when he sees it for the first two quarters or three quarters, he's going to believe it's going to always beat up. Mm-hmm. He said, well, in late in that ball game on Sunday, he is going to believe he's going to make the same plays he made the entire ball game. And that's what we're going to give. He said, I don't need y'all to be frustrated. Stay within the game. That is the battle. You got to stay within the game, within the game, because they're going to make plays. People are going to be crying in the stadium saying, what's going on with the defense? He said, trust me. Because late in that ball game, he's going to think the same thing is there that was there for the first three ball games, first three quarters, and we're going to and that's when we're going to get him. That's when yeah. we're going to officially put him in deep water and drown him. He's going to think he's drowning us for the first three quarters. In the first and in in late in the ball game, we're going to get him. Sure enough, they kept hitting us with deep comebacks, Pat P. Deep comebacks. We in fire zone, we in man, we in cover six. Deep comebacks. I'm talking about like 20 to 25 yard comebacks. And you know, oh, yeah. when you get to that 18 to 20 yard mark, you think it's a go. Right. Bend it off. Bop. Bend it off. Bop. Straight. So now you like, I want to go jump one, but boy, if I'm wrong, it's a they touchdown. Striking the band. <laughs> we going to overtime. Our offense, no, they got the ball first out of overtime. The first third down. Troy Palomalu tells me, 
we were in a Ralph Larry concept, which is a cover three concept. It was like third. It was like, no, it could have been second or third down. Troy said, Mac, I'm getting your comeback. You replace me. Right. That was something that we already kind of talked about, but that's what we used to do within the game. Right. We already knew, like Coach Tomlin said, he's going to anticipate the same thing being there. So what I did was Troy was our uh, our hook guy, but he was doing it from a half safety look. I'm playing the left corner. Troy's a safety to me. He's being our hook guy, but it, we're making it look like cover, like cover two, basically, right? They had a, the number two wide receivers running. We were streaking in the seam route. So initially, as the hook guy, Troy would probably hold it in a cover three. So what we did was pre-snap, we started showing our normal cover three. So now Matt Ryan is looking like, oh, either this is cover three or this cover one. Regardless, I'm going to have action on that deep comeback. Because mm-hmm. you know what I'm going to do is, I'm, if it's cover three, I'm playing two to one. Either I got I to gotta play the difference of number one and number two. Nine times out of ten, I'm going I'm to I'm take the scene. But because Troy was going to place me as a deep corner, I'm going to replace Co- Troy, and I'm going to go get his scene, and he's going to get my comeback. Right? Mm-hmm. So, lo and behold, we started rolling into it. He looked like Matt Ryan thing. we got to cover one, cover three. We end up rolling. Soon as the, the ball snapped, I'm running straight to the scene. Soon as the ball snapped, Troy takes off to go right underneath that comeback. Whew! Matt Ryan threw it. Pick. Game time. We win. Wow. And we came to the sideline, and we all had some of the same sentiments. Like, man, he told us. He said, this man going to try to keep doing it. He said, uh-huh. just be patient. Just be patient. And that's the that's the unique instinctive ability of a guy like Mike Tomlin. Because I remember you said some things early in the year about what Mike Tomlin said during the week of and actually happened in the ball game. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, it happened every week. <laughs> Wait, what was it that you said about something about bring, burning the house down? You remember they were going to try to burn oh, the house down? Yeah, oh, who was playing? The ball Baltimore. Baltimore. It was like, man, on waiting down, they like to burn the house down and bring the kitchen sink. I'd be doggone. Third down and whatever. They had a blitz zero. And we took our shot. Bang. Touchdown. George Pickens. Man, that, that that's the unique ability of Coach T, man. The great coaches have that. The, the foresee things the week of and tell you about it that actually happens in the game. You just got to be mindful. You got to be mindful. As a coach, it's my job to see around corners. <laughs> no question. If you can't see around corners, man, you ain't a good coach. <laughs> Got a young quarterback once again, Jordan Love. Uh, actually threw eight passes combined in week one through week 17 versus the Vikings last year, both blowouts. Uh, he's been up and down. Um, when you talk about a young quarterback, been up and down, not living up to the expectations. You know, you just played against a young quarterback in, in Will Levis. I know you haven't really seen too much of Jordan Love, and they will have a game. They played Sunday. I guess yeah. the, the Rams. Will you check that game out, the TV copy? Oh, for sure. 100%. Do you still watch football games with no sound? Yes. Okay. So you're going to check out the Rams and see if you kind of uh, pick up any signs? Yeah, 100%. you going to try to pick up some signs like Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> the freak Michigan doing? How you do that? But I don't understand that. Well, you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, I guess. Great. Yeah, but you could try to see if you could pick up some signs of uh, uh some 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 offensive patterns, son, uh, when they play against the Rams, Pat P from your home. 
I'm definitely going to be seeing that I can pick up some offensive patterns for sure. Okay. Um, but I don't know about no signs because in the league, we don't have like big-ass cardboards and stuff uh, on the sidelines. So I don't think yeah, – And everything's going through the mic. Like the, yeah. Exactly. So I don't think there are many signs that I'll be picking up on. But mm-hmm. I'll be watching the route concepts and the flow of the game and seeing how uh, uh, they want to get to certain concepts against – because. The Rams kind of they don't really play the same style of defense we play. Mm-hmm. They have a you know similarities, especially in in in, in third downs. Um, so that's basically what I want to see how they how they are in the red zone in a third down concept because those are the waiting downs. Those are the downs that really means uh, a lot throughout a game. So that's what I'd be focusing on for the most part. And and um, this past Thursday you played a lot in this as a safety. No, is that something we should expect to see more of, especially with Mika, you know, being out from you? We'll see, man. You know, it's something different every week, man. Every week I walk into that building, it's like, P, we need you to do this. We want you to do that. Like, sign me up for them all in, you know. So I think it's honestly a, a week-to-week deal. I think it's uh-huh. it, it goes off how the offense present themselves to us as a defense, you know, and, and they feel – well, uh, the best position for me in this defense on uh, position-wise on the field to help us be successful, I'm all for it, man. This is this is the most fun, you know, that I've been having as a different as a defensive back because now I'm having an opportunity to play every position in the defensive backfield. You know, mm-hmm. just not only being a left or right corner. You know, I've been the penny safety. I've been the free safety, I've been a nickel, I've been corner, you know, so they, they, the Steelers have really given me an opportunity to really flourish, you know, my abilities to be, you know, all over the field and be, and be accountable and to be a guy that you can count on to put in, to plug into all these different positions, because you just can't put any guy there. You know, you have to be a guy that that's trustworthy, a guy that, you know, that's able to handle all the checks and calls mm-hmm. in the movements and things like that so it's just been a blessing and i'm happy that the uh the that, that coach tomlin have given me that uh that opportunity and have the trust in me to put me in that position no doubt so let, let, let's wait and see your role but clearly you'll be moving around uh and uh against the green bay packers and this is another important ball game yeah, clearly man. huh yeah clearly you're gonna be moving around yeah, you're 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 everywhere right now. So just get make sure you stay on that hash though when you're not half safety. You got a little too okay. wide one time. When? In the fourth quarter when they were trying to hit y'all with them seam routes. No, nah, man, we was in cover two. Yeah, you got a little too wide. You gotta stay on that hash. What do you mean cover two? I gotta be bottom of the numbers, bro. You had two wide receivers. To exactly. It's supposed to be I supposed to be bottom of the numbers, two yards bottom of the number, the middle runner. It's supposed to be in the middle of the hash. He don't supposed to be leaving leaving the paint. I ain't I ain't blaming nobody. I'm just talking about assignments. Okay. As 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 a two deep safety, two yards, twelve yards, two yards. The bottom of the numbers, both safety with the middle runner, never leaving the paint. Okay, That's coach. That's the structure of the defense. Okay, coach. Well, you know what time it is. It's prediction time. Dang it. <laughs> prediction time. All right, Pat P. Talk to. Me.
Dang, I need to stop betting on college football because this ain't good. That's just annoying. Man, college football is horrible for your health, man. It's too many points and it's too. You only saying that because LSU suck. That's why you saying that. You weren't saying that in 2019. Mm. When, when y'all had Joe Burrow and and, and no, Tate. no, I'm saying I'm I'm talking about betting wise. Like it's hard. Like I don't know. Like these games are too. Unpredictable. I don't know. I don't know why you would bet on these games. Cause I'm an expert. Then you know, dog, expert. I'm an expert. Mm-hmm. Now, I've shown I've I've shown that to you and all our listeners and viewers. I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And 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 I ain't gonna say what game over there is, but they gonna end up covering for me. Watch. Watch. Dang it! They might give him a touchdown just as I speak. <laughs> Shut up. All right, prediction time. Back prediction time. Third home game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's important to be at least two and one in this three game stretch at home. You would like to be three and oh, but of course, you already took a loss. All right. So, I gave you guys two predictions last week for the Titans ball game that we were going to have 400 yards total offense and we went, we were going to win. We had 326, so we was off a few, few yards, but we won. So, this time, I'm going to give us three predictions, right? Oh. The first prediction is the Steelers are going to win 21-13, right? That's my score prediction. Eric, jot it. it down. 21-13, Steelers win. My second prediction is we will surpass 400 yards total offense. Kenny, Pickett, George, Najee, Jalen, Deontay. And Ken, hold on, before I get to my third can we please start throwing the ball to Donnell Washington? This is a personal issue that I have. Donnell Washington is a matchup problem. We've seen this man in Georgia, at Georgia catch route, catch passes and route people up. Why every time he's just only blocking? He hey, caught a pass last week. Hey, pass? That's <laughs> one. He did something in the red zone, split him out wide and say, bro, it's a rebound. Two things happen. You catch it or hey, incompletion. But um, help me, help me understand Matt, why we're not doing it's that. It's gonna happen, Mac. I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. It's man. about to be week ten. Yeah, man, we, Mac. It's gonna happen. Oh, man, Matt. no! I need it to happen now. It's it's, it's simple. It's simple logic. If you play a sport and one guy is bigger and taller than the person that's going against him, you give him the opportunity to either put a basketball in the rim or to catch a football. Pat it's P, you're a defender. You wouldn't want to see 80 out there, and you already knew what they're going to try to do. You're like, oh, shoot. Well, I got to time this, because if I don't time it, he's going to catch it. <laughs> right? He run yeah. four six. He's six seven. In cliques in a helmet, he actually looks like he's 6'10". Yeah. And he got a stride. Why, we, why is he a six tackle for us? A six off his alignment. That's going to happen, Matt. Pat, you keep out. I, I don't I need it to happen. Sunday, please, please, we all please. The man deserves more than one target. I understand George want more targets. That's deserving. He's supposed to get at least double digit. But Donnell Washington shouldn't just be a blocker. Can we please get him involved in the passing game? All right, on to my. I gave you two predictions Six. already. Two predictions. You're on your four. 21, 13. 21, oh. 13, 400 yards offense. And offense. Jordan Love is going to throw two interceptions. Pat P's up to you if you get one of them. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Yep, that you don't. You gave us your prediction now. The rest is up to us. Yeah. 
Jordan Love is going to throw two interceptions. Pittsburgh's going to win. I got to wait a whole week to be to be right, but I can patiently wait. Pittsburgh going to win 21-13. Offense will have 400 yards total offense. I hope y'all throw the ball to Donnell Washington. Offense, Matt Canada, if you're a fan of the show, please get 80 involved. Please. Please. And Jordan Love's going to throw two interceptions. If you want to get one, Pat P is up to you. I can't tell you. That's it. That's Never my me. prediction. I'm, that's my. Those are my three predictions. I'm sticking to it. Also, too, Thursday night, I said Mike Tomlin was going to cover the spread. And he covered the spread. So for, uh, before I let you go, y'all got any more primetime games? Uh, we got another Thursday night, but I, I'm just hearing that that's possibly a flex game. I didn't know that. I thought the Thursday night was scheduled that it was automatically scheduled, but apparently I'm hearing that's a flex possibility game, but we'll see. So check this out real quick before I let you go. There's a stat about Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin, since 20, since 2007, he is 50 and 27 in primetime games, second best in the National Football League, second best. Mike Tomlin has won seven straight primetime games. He's covered six. Well, he's won six. Yeah. So he's won seven straight because before Thursday night, he won six straight primetime games and he covered. Mm. He's he's he he had six straight covers on primetime stages and he outright won five of them. So long story short, bet on Mike Tomlin Pittsburgh Steelers in primetime games. That's the last thing I'm going to let you guys go. That's for all you gamblers. Thank you for tuning in. So I don't know if Sunday ain't going to be a primetime game, but we're going to win 21-13. So whatever the spread is, take the Pittsburgh Steelers to cover that spread because the spread will be more than eight points. And 400 yards total offense, somebody going to catch two interceptions. Either one of y'all going to catch two or two of y'all going to catch one. It's up to you, Pat P. If right. you do. And when you and if you catch a pick, this would – if you God, they don't let them score. I got I to gotta turn the TV. If you catch a pick Sunday against the Green Bay Packers, we definitely go to Waffle House. Why we got to go to Waffle House off my success? I don't want that. No, because I gave a prediction. So my prediction is kind of good luck for you. So if you catch a pick Sunday, we go to Waffle House right when the season over. We'll see. Either, uh, either you don't catch a pick, we don't go to Waffle House. I plan on catching the pig. Like I, I, I need to catch a pig. So we go to Waffle House. We'll see. And we go to Waffle House. They might want to sponsor our show. Who knows? I would love that. I would take unlimited waffles like quick. I know they you would. Huh? I know you would. Pat, don't try, don't drop a pig so you don't go to Waffle House. Nah, I ain't doing that. Nah. So you catch a pig, we go to Waffle House. Yeah. And we invite. Regular. We invite. Some fans of the show to Waffle House. Okay? Yep. I'm with it. I can't. I can't. So, so you catch a pick against Green Bay, we go to Waffle House, right? Yeah, we go to Waffle House. Y'all hear him. If Pat P catch a pick Sunday against Jordan Love, we're going to Waffle House and he's going to order a dish. <laughs> he's going to order a dish. You got to eat in there, Pat P. Don't try to be slick. You think you slick. <laughs> you think you just going to go. No, I no, 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 I know you, bro. I know you. You gonna order food and eat it? You think you because you like yeah, Mac. I told you I order. I order meal food. I order meal dish. I'll eat it. 
We'll record it. We have some fans there. However many fans you want us to come on your tab. And um, yeah, we good. Ooh, that ain't part of the that ain't part of the wager. That is part of the deal. Ooh. My my check don't have that Pittsburgh Steeler helmet on it. <laughs> my stomach, my my stomach might not have the dog no. on. <laughs> I need some Pepto Bismol or something. We have that on handy. You gonna get get what you used to get in high school, the Texas cheesesteak. Oh uh, man, what we're gonna do is since you want me to come to Waffle House, this is this is on you. So you get us two fans there. Okay. Yes. Two fans, randomly picked fans at our nearest Waffle House during the offseason. You got to catch a pick. You catch a pick. Now, if you catch, catch two pick, picks. I go to Waffle House. It's on you. If you, if you catch if you catch two picks, if you catch two picks, I'll take you to Waffle House twice. No, I want to go to Waffle House twice. <laughs> 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 I want to go to Waffle House twice. You catch two picks, I get you some Sprite, tropical Sprite. There you go. That sounds better. You catch one pick, we going to Waffle House on me. You catch two, I'm gonna send you some tropical Sprite. So this whole this whole deal is on you for the most part. I don't care. I want two picks and I want to win. Me too. And we got to do this every week. We gonna do it every week. I'm with it. Now, if you catch a pick, you know I'm a runner. You know, you know, I you know how I am. I like the trend. You catch a pick, we're gonna run it back again. Something else. Y'all hear y'all heard me here. I'm y'all heard it. I know exactly what Waffle House we're going to, too. I already got a plan. Yes, sir. All right, Pat P. Make sure you watch the game with no sound. And uh No, I will. I, I'm 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 about to turn my game because they about to have you're right. I got it. I'm telling you, man, leave them college games alone, man. Nope, I probably won't. I I know you're not. I I'm know not. You're not. I'm not going to quit. I'm not a quitter. I'm going to keep going. Run it back. Hey, ladies and gents, thank you once again. All things covered. Patrick Peterson, Brian McFadden. Recapping the Tennessee Titans game. Previewing the Green Bay Packers game. Third straight home game for the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Green Bay Packers. That's the next next matchup for our Pittsburgh Steelers. Keep stacking win on top of win. November football, as Pat said, is very, very critical to postseason play. So let's keep it going. Till the next time. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Subscribe, hit the like button, leave us some positive comments. See you when we see you. Peace. Peace.